Welcome to Messages and More, a podcast channel of Watertown Evangelical Free Church. This channel plays our weekly sermons and other content relevant to our church community. Uh, you may notice we're set up a little different if this isn't your first time. Um, we're going to do something a little different this morning. Uh, in a little bit, I'm going to invite some moms up here to join me on stage. We're going we're to ask some questions. And, and the reason we're doing questions for mom this year is we're in the middle of a series on Malachi called Great Questions. And it struck me that who gets asked more questions than anybody else we know? Moms do. Moms get asked all sorts of questions. If you... Uh, don't believe that, go hang out in a house with kids and see, count up how many questions get asked of mom and then how many get asked of dad after they find out mom isn't available. Um, Cause that's how it works. It worked when I was a kid and how I think it works often in my house now when I'm home and mom isn't. Mom, mom, oh, she's not here. I guess dad. Um, so we're gonna ask some questions of mom. We're gonna, we're gonna, continue that trend and let them answer some questions. Um, but before we do that, I do want to read uh, just a devotional thought this morning before we, before we jump in. And it's from 1 Corinthians 13 verses 4 through 7. And it says this, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And I thought that would be a good verse for us to kind of meditate on this morning before we get started with our questions for moms. Um, because I think, I think that uh, when I think of a group of people that exemplifies that better than most, I think of moms. I think moms do a, a, a good job of modeling what good biblical love is all about. And I, I think that it's easy for us to get wrapped up in this passage, especially with weddings. Um, that's one that's commonly read at weddings, and that's great. Um, but I think the better example is the love that a mother has for their child. And I don't think it's a coincidence that God, whenever God is trying to portray kindness, compassion, and tenderness, um, God portrays that in Scripture through motherhood. And so we read in 1 Thessalonians 2, 7, although we could have thrown our weight around as Christ's apostles, instead we are gentle with you like a nursing mother caring for her own children. Or Matthew 23, 37, when Jesus calls out, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those, who sent, those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings and you were not willing. Or Isaiah 66, 13, as a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you, and you will be comforted over Jerusalem. And so this morning, as we think about mothers, both literal um, and spiritual, we have the opportunity to remind ourselves that God exemplifies all that is good about motherhood. And so if you're sitting in a spot where maybe your mother wasn't a great example of that, you have God who shows those same qualities of compassion and tenderness in ways far beyond the ability of any mother. Or maybe you're mourning this morning, uh, this is the first Mother's Day without a child or without that, that mother. Um, there's space for you in God's family. And so as we dig in this morning, and I'm gonna open us some word of prayer, we acknowledge that not all of us come to Mother's Day with the same attitude, but we still wanna take the opportunity this morning to celebrate the mothers in our congregation.
So would you pray with me? Father God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this opportunity we have to celebrate moms. God, we think not only of our literal biological mothers, but also all of those who have stepped in our lives in motherly roles. God, we think of those spiritual mothers and those um, aunts and sisters who have spoken truth into our life, God, and in the same breath, we thank you for them. And we thank you, Lord, for the example you give us in Scripture of what motherly love is. God, may we all live that out, and may we appreciate it, especially in our mothers. We thank you for this time this morning. In your name, amen. I'm gonna invite the four women up here uh, who are gonna be part of our Mother's Day panel, so come on up. Um, We're gonna have a conversation here. We're gonna ask some questions. I do wanna warn you, they've been given the questions ahead of time. Um, So this is not gonna be, if you are coming ready to grill them with some questions you had about motherhood, that is not what this morning was going to look like, so I hope you're not disappointed. Um, If one of you would grab that microphone so you can kind of pass that around. And then I also have promised them that they don't have to answer all of the questions. So as we go through the questions, there might be some that, that feel a little more comfortable answering some of them than others. And if I gave them enough questions that if they all answered all of them, I think we'd skip lunch. So um, we're gonna kind of move through them in that with that attitude, just knowing that we're not gonna get to all of them um, and that all of them aren't gonna be able to answer all of them, but we're gonna get started. And so thank you so much, ladies, for joining me up here. I'm gonna move where I can see you a little better. Now I can see down the line. There we go. And I'm gonna have you start, and Sarah, since you have the microphone, I'm gonna have you start first, just, and then pass the microphone down the line. Introduce yourself, and then um, I, I had the first question is, what is the, and I put this in quotes, best question, um, so you can interpret that however you want. What is the best question you've been asked as a mom? Well, I'm Sarah Moss. Um, I have six kids. Um, the best question that I got asked, I've been asked a few kind of funny ones, but I think it was Andrew when we were telling the kids we were pregnant with Levi. He, um, we said, there's a baby in mommy's belly and he looked at me and got the most horrified look on his, on his face. And he said, you ate a baby? <laughs> and he, he, he was like, he didn't even know who I was. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm Chris Butenhoff. Um, my husband, Joel, and I have uh, five children. Um, actually, I think for me, the best question is... Um, another question on the list, but it's, what do you do all day? (laughs) And it's like, where do you begin, right? Do you really want to (laughs) know? I'm Bethany Lothar, and I have two children, um, two daughters, and the best question I've been asked as a mother is, can I buy you coffee? I'm Lydia Whitby, and the best question I was ever asked as a mother was, is she going to have any more? I have my one son, Isaac, and four years ago I made the tough decision, but with complete and total peace, um, to change that part of my life. I can't have any more, and I am so blessed to have my son and all the children I've babysat, mentored, and I just can't believe how many children God has blessed me with. Mm -hmm. Since I was six years old, I said I wanted one of my own and 20 kids. (laughs) Well, if I go and add up all my nanny kids, I've had 20. (laughs) So that made me feel really special. 
Um, I'm going to start the, with the first question, uh, the first one that I put on the sheet. Um, what is hard about being a mom? And for the record, all of these could also uh, be directed, you know, if you want to answer it as a, a, both a literal mom, a spiritual mom, or grandmother. So, but what is hard about being a mom or grandmother? <laughs> well, besides fighting, because it's super hard when your kids fight or argue, um, one of the hardest things for me being a mom is how distracted I get with life um, and not focusing on what's really important with raising kids, and it's really to help them know the love of Jesus. Um, work, and you worry about grades, and are they doing enough? Are we all achieving enough? And I think if you strip it all down, that's really the most important Um, I guess for me, it's wondering whether I'm equipped. Um, can I do this? Uh, it's incredible when you bring your first child home and you're like, oh my gosh, do they know what they're doing? Giving me, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. And so um, it's uh, a challenge to know um, sometimes exactly what to do in every situation or to have an answer to every question. Um, but God, right, that um, we're, we're not doing it alone. And that's been something that's given me um, peace and assurance, I guess. Um, what is your favorite part about being a mom? My favorite part about being a mom is the random laughter I hear from the other room. Um, since my son was born, Isaac, I love you so much. Um, even on the bad days, even when we've had a fight, there has not been a day that's gone by where I have not laughed or at least smiled. And sometimes I let him stay up way too late because I hear him laughing with his friends on his gaming systems in the other room. And it just brings me so much joy because I know in six and a half years, I'm not going to hear that laugh regularly anymore. And that laughter has brought me so much joy. And that's honestly my favorite part about being a mom. I would agree with the laughter and the giggles and the snuggles. Um, sometimes that's part of the hardest part and the best part is bedtime in our house because um, I just love to be able to go in there and get those snuggles and get those conversations. And it's also hard because you're constantly touched all the time. And so it's, it's the good and the bad together. Well, I'm a mom and a grandma and the only one up here wearing glasses. Um, <laughs> um, favorite part of being a mom is uh, seeing my kids grow up to be adults, young adults, and um, just the joy that brings in seeing how they're navigating life and, and their hearts. Um, and as a grandma, um, there they are. <laughs> um, that I'm not the parent, first of all, and um, that I can uh, just have fun. I think um, what I've 
personally struggled with is um, having things uh, in order and under control and my ducks in a row and um, maybe missing out on those fun times, silly times. Um, Joel brought the fun in our house and um, I kept order, but um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's really fun just to spend time with grandkids and just play and just follow their, their whim. You know, you never know what the next adventure is going to be with them. So, um, and I'm just excited to see them grow. Um, the best part for me is just watching their personalities develop and they're their own little people and big people and it's, it's super fun. Um, has a mom or grandmother or motherly figure mentored you? And if so, uh, what have you learned from them? So, um, not to disqualify my mother, I love her very, very much. Um, although growing up was hard. And um, God sent me out here to help Brenda for a few days, and I have been here since 2008. <laughs> um, Brenda has been my spiritual mother and my best friend, and I wouldn't be where I am today without her. She has encouraged me with scripture, and she taught me the first hymn I actually love. I actually have it in my book here. It's Here I Am, Lord. It's beautiful and willing and willing to serve God like she is. And without her example, um, I wouldn't, wouldn't be where I am. We've had our fights. We've had our laughs, all the stories we have. Um, and I'm just so glad God gave her to me. Um, I've had many, many mothers be mentors in my life, and I'm thankful for every single one of them. And some of them are mentors for long seasons, and some of them are mentors for moments. Um, and I'm just thankful that I have the ears to hear, and that I pray that I continue to have the ears to hear to get those pieces of wisdom when I need them. Um, some different main things. My mom, um, it's interesting, when I grew up, I was always a daddy's girl, and I always hung out with him all the time. And my mom was kind of there for the details, the, the structure, keeping everything in line, right? Um, but then as soon as I got pregnant, um, I just called my mom all the time. And it just changed. And she was now the person that could give me the wisdom that nobody else really could. And sometimes I would call her and she'd be like, why are you calling me? And I go, I don't know. <laughs> um, and, it, and it changed. And um, my, even my dad just kind of shared during that season just how special it was for my mom that I started calling so regularly. So um, being a mom made me appreciate my mom a lot. And then the other person in my life has been my cousin. And she's been um, kind of more and more just a solid rock on raising godly children um, from the very, very beginning. And I think the biggest support of what that kind of looked like is she, she gave me her stories. She gave me her wisdom um, from the things that that she had done growing up um, with her kids. And she was just there to reassure me through the late nights and uh, especially early on um, when I'm like, my kid's crying, it's been two hours, what do I do? Um, and she just was that solid rock um, being able to support me um, through that and still is. Uh, what is your go-to scripture as a mom, especially when you're stressed? 
Um, for years, it was a unique, I call it a unique verse because I don't hear it very often. It was something that God spoke to me uh, years ago, just before I moved out here. So it's Psalm 141, verses 1 through 3. O Lord, I call upon you. Hasten to me. Give ear to my voice when I call to you. My, may my prayer be counted as incense before you. The lifting up of my hands are the evening offering. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. And I'm not perfect at this, but I remember this verse and reading it many times throughout the years and just reminding me to lift my hands up to God, tell him what's going on, and to um, watch what I say, how I react. And... It's just, it's a verse I've given to many people over the years because it's been very encouraging to me. The verse that I go to regularly um, is Galatians 6, 9. Whenever it's tough. So, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, you will reap a harvest of blessing if you do not give up. Therefore, whenever you have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone. Um, scriptures for me change depending on what's going on in life and that's what's beautiful about God's word is um, it can apply at whatever place you're at in life but Colossians 1 11 through 12 may I be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy giving thanks to the father who has qualified me to share in the inheritance of the saints in light um, mine is Romans eight twenty six through 28. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And I just love knowing that when I, when I feel unsure of myself, which is every day, um, God is working through us um, and or with us with His Spirit, and it's comforting. So, in that same vein, what is something God has taught you through motherhood? Um, for me, it was His His deep love that He has for me. Um, I, I grew up with a hard, hard household at certain times and um, really unsure of myself. And um, I knew God loved me, but then when I had kids, it was so overwhelming for me to know how much I love them and then to think how much God loved me. And he's so much better at it than we are. Um, and it, it's just overwhelming. Um, I ended up at, in Proverbs uh, chapter 3, 1 through 3 and 5 through 8. I'm just going to read it. Um, my son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. 
In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. And um, I think it's in the struggles um, of trying to be the not perfect mom, but to do things right or to do it well, um, it, it's humbling because um, it's not anything according to what I can do or um, I, what I want to do, um, but realizing that God is the integral part of it all, that without him, um, I don't um, have um, what I need um, to, to really be the mom that I want to be and want to be for my kids and grandchildren now. <clears throat> um, so God is continually at work refining, and I'm so thankful for his grace and mercy and um, that uh, you can make mistakes and they still turn out okay. Um, that, uh, that my prayer life has deepened greatly over time, and that's that process of being refined. And I'm so grateful for the years I've had to be refined um, and um, just really grateful for um, the work that God has done in me. I would agree that um, becoming a mom, what I've learned most about God is how he loves us because of how we love our kids for sure. And there was a, a pivotal moment. I remember when um, my oldest was like, I don't know, pretty young, eight months, nine months, and still did not sleep more than two hours uh, through the night. And um, that was a tough time for me in general. Um, and at that point, I was actually pregnant with Laveda also. Um, and I just remember um, just like, I don't know how I'm going to get through all this. And um, God just put on my heart that I'm just going to, I told Lisette, I said, I'm just going to outlove you. You're going to cry, and I'm going to outlove you. Um, and I just remember thinking that in that moment that God was like, that's what I do for you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that's really what I've learned through parenting. And then it was crying. Then it was not sleeping through nights. Now it's different things that makes, um, makes it difficult or different times when she needs just a hug um, and me just to outlove her through whatever she's going through. And um, I think that's what God has really taught me about what he does for us. What God has taught me through motherhood, it's hard for me to say the word, patience. (laughs) I am not a patient person. Um, And although when I say I love somebody, I love my son, I really mean it. However, um, through my actions and growing as a mother and a person, I have learned to get better at being patient and show how I love my son, how I love others, versus just saying it and versus just reacting. One day I was dropping Isaac off at school, um, and we had had a ridiculous fight in the morning. And as I drove away, I heard this little voice say, if all you do is react, that is all your son will learn. I burst into tears, and I cried all the way, probably for 20 minutes, driving around praying, begging for forgiveness. And since then, um, I'm still not perfect. But working on patience and showing love and showing my son how to effectively communicate is what God has been teaching me through motherhood these last 12 and a half years.
Uh, what could we as a church do to best support you as moms? Um, well, as a single mom, the day-to-day life um, gets really heavy. And although I have Brenda, sometimes I just I need an idea close to home for something fun and inexpensive or free to do, something that doesn't require driving on the highway. I panic. <laughs> um, or could you come in and help me clean now and then? Just help lighten the load a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I love to help others, but I need help too. Mm-hmm. Um, and one day I hope to start a ministry for single parents. I didn't have this one on my list, but I want to say that one thing that the church can do and you already do is you invest in our kids too. And I love having other adults um, come alongside and and let the kids know they care about them. So many of you are so good at that. One word for me would be mentoring. The importance of having... Um, other women come alongside you is crucial. What is your top prayer for other moms? I <laughs> um, I think for moms to know that um, what the world tells you isn't always the same as what God tells you and um, this whole like culture of self-love and you know we're supposed to think about ourselves and put ourselves first and I I really pray that moms know how much beauty and um, blessings that God gives us by dying to self and and really um, loving our families Uh, recently, um, our daughter Sarah had a baby, and um, before uh, little Frankie was born, uh, we had a shower for her, and um, in that, I did a devotion, and it really made me dig into motherhood and what it means, and um, out of that came, um, I'll make it a prayer, um, that a uh, Motherhood is a a calling that um, God chose you um, specifically for this specific time and purpose. And um, it's a blessing. Motherhood is a blessing because you've been given this incredible gift and opportunity to um, mother a child. Um, And it's also missional in that um, it's... uh, an, an appointment um, that you have been given. It's um, uh, one of the greatest gifts and one of the toughest, um, toughest calling that uh, I think I've ever uh, experienced. Um, but it's in the in the trials and the struggles that where God works. And again, I'm back to the word of refining, but um, that grows me um, and has grown me. And I'm grateful for having the opportunity that God called me to be a mother. Uh, What spiritual habits help you grow both as a person and as a mother? 
Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So especially in the last year, and I've done this before, but in the last year, um, especially since my car is an outside car, there's no garage, um, I drive around in the winter, especially to warm it up, um, keep her running, and I pray. I pray in my car, and even on the bad days when I've started my day with prayer, everything goes so much smoother. Um, so if you see my little white noisy car driving around town, that's just me praying. <laughs> praying for my son, my family, my friends, anybody who comes to mind. I would agree that prayer um, is definitely something that has helped me grow as a person and as a mother. Um, and then just intentionally getting into God's word. Um, I definitely don't do that perfectly or regularly. Um, I'm a part of BSF, and that really helps me a lot because it just kind of gives me that accountability to make sure I'm um, really being thoughtful. And um, actually something that's been really cool in this last year, um, I've been starting to do a Bible study with my kids. Um, we have been going through different little books, and one of them that we went through is called Work Unto the Lord. And um, it's been talking about how you how your work is a way of worship. And I feel like I actually got a lot more out of that um, than maybe they did or equally. Um, because then every day as I did the what are you doing all day moments, um, I, I just felt like I understood why. And that was really good. Um, being, being in God's word, um, and that has... Um, developed exponentially over the last 10, 12 years. Um, and I attribute a lot of that to BSF because it's a um, very intentional, structured um, study of God's word. And um, through that, by uh, knowing God's word, it certainly um, emboldens me and uh, gives me uh, the tools, the you know, to be equipped, um, confidence, encouragement, um, and uh, it it's at the core of um, who I am and what I hope to be. Mine's kind of the same, just prayer and petition to God. Um, almost sometimes I feel like I'm just begging and pleading with him, just, you know, Keep my kids in your hands, Lord, and let them know who you are and be bold for you. And with each of the kids when I was pregnant, I just always prayed that they would be warriors for him. And I don't know why the word warrior, but, um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, my last question for you this morning. Is it worth it? <laughs> Every second, every tear, um, every groan, every hug, every, there is, it, there's just nothing greater. I'm so blessed that God gave me the desire of my heart, which always, from when I was little, was to be a mom. Um, it's awesome. I think if you were to write down the job description for a mother, I don't think there'd be a lot of people like, sign me up. <laughs> um, but I echo Sarah. Um, what an amazing opportunity. Um, one of the things in going back to that um, motherhood is missional is that assignment is to 
train up uh, children to know and love the Lord and and love others. And um, we're on the front line um, of doing that uh, with these children that you love unconditionally and you only want the best for them. And I guess the question is, what's best? Except God gives us his word and he tells us what's best. And um, would I do it again? Yes. <laughs> My answer is, I hope so. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, it is. And, um, and I, I do want to kind of add in that is that yeah it's it's worth it and I have to sometimes I believe that and sometimes I speak that truth to myself depending on what moment I'm in right um but then it's not just like you mentioned it's our own kids that we that we mother and then it's the kids around us right um we're blessed with I'm blessed with being in the children's ministry right and that's a lot of work too in addition to um being a parent to my own kids and is it worth it? Yes, right? And it's because these, these kids don't let, God tells us not to, to, to let the little children come to him, right? And um, whether we're a parent of our own or maybe we don't have kids and we ha- we're still a mother in different ways of how we serve um, God's children and um, it is worth it. It is worth it. It's totally worth it. Um, there might be times sometimes where I'm like, I am going to pull my hair out, or I'm texting Brenda, or I'm like, I'm going to call dad, which Isaac calls Ted Sloanick his dad, and that's very sweet for him. Um, And then there's those little moments where Isaac will say something spiritual, just out of the blue, and I'm just like, I'm doing something right. Mm -hmm. Or those little random hugs, because he wanted to hug me, not because I hug him out the door every single morning because I'm his mom. Um, Or when he goes and does something on his own that he knows he should do without complaining, and you just feel like, I did something right. It's totally worth it because I know, in spite of all our imperfections, I'm raising a young man who's going to do well in his, in his life. And I've had lots of help from everybody in this yeah. church. And as a grandmother, to see your children become parents and to see um, that because of what they have in their own hearts and the desire to raise children to know and love the Lord is, is a complete joy. Thank you. Thank you, ladies, for your honesty, your authenticity, uh, for sharing with us from your heart, from God's word. Thank you very much. And before the worship team comes up, I'm just going to share um, one, one more time to all the moms out there. I hope this was encouraging to you. Thank you. For those of you that are, again, spiritual moms, I have those women in my life who aren't my actual mom that I could look around and thank for the ways that they've spoken into my life, for the ways that they have shared God's word with me, for the ways they have mentored and encouraged me. So to all of you uh, who have done that for me or for somebody else, thank you. Would you pray with me as we end uh, this portion of the service this morning? Father God, we thank you for how you love us. God, we are so loved by, um, in so many ways, 
And so, Lord, I thank you for these women, for how they have shared your truth with us this morning. God, we worship you, and we thank you for how you have created us so differently, and yet, God, you love us so fully through each other. Thank you for this morning. I pray this in your name. Amen. Before we end this morning, just a couple of announcements. Uh, one, you've probably heard us talk about this last couple of weeks, and we're going to continue to bring it up. Um, we do ask that if this is your church home, if this is the place that you come and worship, you saw the video earlier today with all of the kids' ministry and the programs that go on. One of the ways we support that is through giving. And so if you... Um, disconnected your push pay giving because of a mistake we made uh, when we encouraged you to do so and we were wrong about that. Uh, if you'd be willing to reconnect that and, and re, reset that up, uh, that would be a huge help for us. Again, we did send out a letter uh, addressing that and we'd love to talk to you more about that if you have some questions. And then also, uh, just a heads up, next week uh, is Senior Recognition Sunday, so we'll be recognizing the graduating seniors, um, so uh, look forward to that. As we end this morning, I want to end with this from Proverbs 31. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done, and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Amen. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Messages and More, a ministry of Watertown Evangelical Free Church. To find out more, visit us online at wevfree.org.